0: Let's get started.
1: Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Doctor Marketing Tips Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Corey, and I'm here alongside the always bubbly Jennifer. Hey everybody! And uh, today we want to take a few minutes and talk about, um, you know, how to provide ROI on your marketing activities. And and I think we would both agree in saying that measuring ROI is probably one of the toughest challenges that that we face.
2: I would say so, Corey, especially when, um, from our perspective, when we're meeting with clients, they're constantly wanting to know the return on the investment that they're getting out of their marketing dollars that are being spent. And since we manage those marketing uh, dollars for our clients, it's something that we're always paying very close attention to. So one way that we measure ROI and kind of track everything that's going on is we create dashboard reports. And what I mean by this is um, a very simple spreadsheet or, Google Sheet document that you um, kind of lay out all the metrics that you want to measure. So for us it's things like, you know, impressions on the website, unique visitors, click-through rates, um, dollars that we're spending on AdWords campaigns, um, how many patients are filling out, schedule, scheduling appointment requests, things of that nature. And then we let everything from all of our different analytic channels feed up into a master spreadsheet. And one thing that we've started doing um, recently is is taking those spreadsheets where they used to be kind of a big you know, chart of numbers that you would have to look at month over month and turning them into kind of a graphical interface. And um, you can do this through the new Excel programs or through Google Sheets. It allows you to do it well. It's really easy and dynamic and allows your kind of decision maker to see things from you know, a big 40,000 feet in the, in the air, um, to, you know, see the big numbers, how it matters, and really showing firsthand visually um, how their ROI is playing out.
1: Plus the graphs are super pretty, so
2: I uh, like all the colors. You can't see it, but Corey's wearing a, a really bright green shirt today, and I think you know that's one of the colors that always shows up in the graphs and green the is greens good. and the blues and good. the reds and the yellows. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and these dashboards are um, they act as a, as a vital way for us to not only understand the effectiveness of, of what we're doing, but um, w- with us we can get down into the nitty gritty and really see um, how each piece of content is even doing which is it's huge in reporting roi
2: yeah i will say um this year in the last couple of months as um 2015 was winding down i actually did a deep dive into our dashboard reports and our analytics in particular and looked at some kind of some of the the details behind the curtain when it comes to our numbers and while it looks like our impressions on all the websites we were managing for the most part were up you know there were certain months that um traffic was stronger than other months. And like Corey said, there were certain pieces of content that were measuring it. Um, one thing I've, I've done a deep dive on um, that I think is gonna pay off in dividends is a deep dive into our YouTube statistics. You know, Why are some videos performing better than other videos? And I think it really boils down to the way that we're um, titling them and the way that we're putting the description it, descriptions into them. And it's actually something that we're gonna um, look at moving forward of a way to change the way that we do the titles specifically so we can get a stronger return on investment. And I think in, unless you do the deep dive, you'll never find these little nuances.
1: Yeah, and I think that's one of the great things and also potentially kind of a scary thing about uh, you know really um, understanding these reports. And first of all, I think it's important to say that just having the numbers, I mean, that's huge. And, and we know that a lot of practices don't even have that. So um, once you have that set up, you know, you're basically ahead of the game. But then taking the time to actually dive in and, and like Jen was saying, kind of, you know, just spend some time looking at these and analyzing these and going as deep as you can, uh, they can really show you a lot of the answers you wouldn't have otherwise. They'll answer a lot of questions. They'll probably create some questions. But at the end of the day, you'll, you'll be able to account for everything that you do
2: yeah and it'll and I would say understanding the kind of what's going on behind the curtain of the top level so getting into the deeper dive of your analytics will help you drive your marketing program moving forward yeah, it's huge because it's going to create not just it's not only going to give you answers it's going to create all kinds of questions of why you're doing things the way you are and it's going to help you determine where you need to spend your time and where it doesn't make the sense to spend your time
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, one thing that, that we got from doing this for some of our clients is we're able to identify, um, like Jen touched on, uh, the pieces of content that do really well. And then we can leverage those and we can create different pieces of content based off of those because we know people are looking for those specific things. So it's kind of um, giving us the answers right there. And it, it's also creating more work in a sense, but but it's work that will, will pay off again and provide even more
2: Yeah, another thing to consider when we're talking about ROI is um, we have a client that we work with. Her name is Carol, and um, she she understands just enough to be dangerous, but she has repeatedly told us, if you don't tell me what you're doing, Mm -hmm. then I can't pass it along. And so, for example, we may have the dashboard. We may understand it. We may send it to her on a monthly basis. But if we don't schedule time with the decision maker to go through the metrics and the analytics and to prove our ROI month over month, it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. So if you want to protect your marketing budget and protect your job, the best thing that you can do is understand the numbers and make time to sit down with that decision maker so they understand the numbers as well.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great point. And touching on budget real quick, you know, if you if you want more budget, you can't just stroll in and say, "Hey, I think you know we'd be a lot more successful with ten thousand more dollars," because of course you would be. Hopefully. But what what are you going to do with that and why would I give that to you? And that can be the difference between getting a budget increase, a decrease, and, and depending on what your role is at your office specifically, could even be the difference between having a job and not having a job.
2: Yeah, we have a client that wants to increase their budget overall for one of their um, subspecialty groups within their practice. And the average um, cost per click with the AdWords category is about $2.10 for this specialty And then for the subspecialty within the specialty, um, it's actually, it's an orthopedic group practice and they wanna increase their dollars for their spine site. Well, it's $2 per click on just anything under the orthopedic general category. It's $4 and change per click, um, a click that'll lead to a conversion for the spine category. So if we wanna go in there and make a case for increasing the dollars for the spine budget, We've got to understand exactly how much it's going to cost to acquire that customer and to convert them. And then we have to understand the percentage behind the conversion to leading them to becoming a, a new patient that ultimately leads to being a surgical candidate um, because that's what they're looking for in order to prove the ROI. So you have to understand not just the top level numbers, but kind of the formula that drives the top level numbers so that you can go in and make that case for getting an increased budget.
1: And what's great is when you successfully track your ROI, like we're talking about, you can walk into that meeting with a piece of paper and say, "Here is exactly why we need a budget increase because it costs, you know, almost double the money for this specific specialty. So we can't do it with the allotted budget. Just assuming it's going to fall under the same umbrella because we're not competitive, we're not going to show up in the right spot. So if you give me this, we will in turn be able to accomplish X, Y, and Z. And um, I think that's uh, real quick. I just want to touch on AdWords. Um, so we're talking about ways. Um, to kind of track and show your your ROI. And the good thing about AdWords is that's sort of all encompassed there. And there's a lot of different marketing software programs and things like that that are also sort of all encompassing. But uh, if you do get into the AdWords realm this year, um, you, you know that if you set everything up correctly, you get a handy dashboard, you get monthly reports, you get the analytics, and then it's up to you. And understanding them is a whole different animal. And um, you you can see the top level stuff pretty easily, but one thing that is nice about it is everything is there for you. So you don't have to do a lot of legwork to go find it.
2: Corey, how do you track ROI within social media for our clients? Like what are some of the tools that you use um, to pull together your dashboard reports for the social performance?
1: Yeah, so social performance, it can depend on a lot of different things. Um, And part of it can be the goals of what the client wants to accomplish. So, you know, there's some clients that really want to push certain pieces of content Um, And so we know that their main audience is on Facebook and Twitter, so we'll actually um, boost campaigns there, and Facebook does a really good job of reporting back the numbers, um, anything from clicks to engagement to uh, leads to a website, anything like that and uh other times clients they just want more fans so they don't really care so much about like what the content is doing and if it's driving to the right people and the right audience and you're you're really targeted and you're you know really hitting the right numbers but you know it's a smaller number obviously they just want to know that this week they went from 7,500 fans to 8,000 fans, and that's all that matters. So
2: It's funny that Corey is mentioning that because we, um, he's using a very specific um, <laughs> case study recently. So we have a client. It's a single-provider practice. Um, he is His schedule is not full, so we assumed wrongly so after speaking with the office manager, the operations um, gal, that you know, his goal was to drive appointments. And so our focus has been on driving the Silly us. Silly us, because that is not the goal at all, of getting, is not to get new patients. The goal is to have 10,000 fans on Facebook so that he can sell his, um, the fact that he has a large fan base and he's an influencer to his publisher because he's got a new book coming out and he wants his publisher to be impressed with the number of fans he had. So shame on us. How do we measure ROI? and prove the case that, that we're worth the investment if we didn't understand exactly what it is the client wanted in the first place. And if we if we need to go out and get 10,000 fans, there's ways to do that. Now, they're not the quality fans that you want, we but do that that's tomorrow. what you wanted. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and so it's interesting. It's, it's an uh, interesting conversation about ROI because, you know, the return on the investment there is, I mean, you could pay for the fans to be there. They're not the right quality of person they're they're not who you really want to follow your practice but you know if if you have a doctor that you know really wants that number up then you can certainly do that and and Facebook also provides some great uh, details and and reporting to do that for you as well
2: yeah I think the key takeaway there is you have to really understand what the goals are for the practice and kind of your your key decision makers um, the physicians themselves you know what do they want to achieve what makes them feel good and then back track, into track, ROI track. from there, yeah. yeah. It, and understand the numbers behind the numbers.
1: Right. So once you understand those goals, then you know it's, it's up to you to track everything, um, and try and, and, and account for every one of those dollars that's spent and every hour that's spent. And then, like like Jen mentioned earlier, then just report it and report it, report it. Because if you don't, honestly, they probably have no idea what you're doing.
2: You know another another area um it's not directly related to roi but it is directly related to roi i guess you could say is um tracking your time now we do it because we're an agency and we track our time for our clients and um you probably don't within a single office you know whether we have one or two persons that are responsible for marketing don't necessarily track every minute of your time but interestingly we had a client this year um this past year and i was looking at the year in review and we had roughly a thousand or so hours for this client and they're they're pretty large practice and um you know we feel like all the time our investment of our time is in social media we're like oh we are constantly just dealing with social media and after we looked at the numbers social media only took up about six and a half percent of our time our real time this past year of these thousand hours was spent in managing the website for the client. Mm-hmm. Whether that was getting content on the website, getting the SEO done on the website, making sure the images were correct, you know, dealing with forms, managing appointment requests, things of that nature. That's where our time was spent. And so if you know, it comes time for your annual review and your boss sits you down and says, you know, I don't understand what marketing's out there doing, Tracking your time and understanding where your time gets spent is a very easy way to justify what it is you're doing. And if you could back up the time you're spending as an employee with a nice dashboard report showing where you're delivering results, then you can prove your ROI every single day.
1: Yeah, and you're almost, you know, your return on investment of yourself in that instance. Or if you're with a little bit larger practice, you know, we work with some larger practices and they actually have a couple marketing. People on staff, and and they get the same question that you know the head of the marketing department. They'll say, "Well, what are these people doing?" And he can either say, "You know, I don't know. I think they're doing uh, whatever whatever they're supposed," you know, and go on some tangent, or he can pull out a report and say, "Here's how every hour." Has been spent from every person on the marketing team so you know which answer would you rather give
2: yeah i get that i get that a lot i um we work with some larger practices and we actually put people in the office with them on occasion and i'll get pulled into the executive director the administrator's office and you know they'll just make some off like offhand remark about i don't even know what we're paying you guys here to do and i'll say well hold on a second well i just spent a thousand hours last year 20% 20% of that was on your website. Of that 20% on your website, we created X amount of content pages that resulted in 633 appointment requests in the first quarter of last year. And it shuts them up every single time. And that's only because I understand the numbers and I, I spend time analyzing the numbers and knowing what's behind the curtain.
1: So take that. Amen.
2: Bam. <laughs> we need a pay increase. Yeah.
1: So finally, when it comes to uh, increasing ROA. ROI. One thing I wanted to touch on was uh, how successful inbound marketing has become. Um, It it is widely known now um, that it's kind of the best bang for your buck. A couple years ago it was this new emerging thing and it was gaining a lot of traction, but um, now we know that, um, kind of as a rule of thumb, companies that work with inbound marketing are three times as likely to see a higher ROI compared to the traditional outbound marketing efforts.
2: For, for our listeners, why don't you explain the difference between inbound versus outbound? Now, for me, I will say I no longer refer to inbound and outbound. I just say marketing because I know it's going to be inbound because that's our best bang for the buck is always sure. in the inbound marketing.
1: Yeah, so inbound is basically getting found when someone is already interested in you, so you know. Let's say you're a dental practice, and and um, someone has a toothache. So they are already kind of a, a warm or a hot lead. Like they're looking for someone to fix their tooth, right? So you want to be the office that shows up when they say you know toothache in Philadelphia, if you're in that area, because that's they are a perfect match for you so that's that's inbound is getting found when that person's actually looking for you outbound is sort of on the other end of the spectrum and it's really kind of putting yourself in front of as many people as possible kind of that that shotgun approach or the uh, needle in a haystack if you mean you like will. going
2: to health fair is that outbound
1: yeah, yeah, right. I, I would say so. Running uh, billboards? Yep, that's also outbound. Print ads, things like Print that. Advertising
2: they're, outbound? They're,
1: they're certainly not as, as targeted. Um, you may reach a larger number of people, but you're just kind of hoping that someone actually needs you and they remember that billboard they drove by two weeks ago. And, or, and
2: outbound is very difficult to measure mm-hmm. ROI. The, the, the right. quantitative analysis is not available. You're kind of guessing, like Corey said, needle in a haystack. You're guessing if it if it gets you an ROI or not.
1: Yeah, and, and the great thing about inbound specifically when it's on a digital front is that uh, you know, if if you're looking specifically, let's say you're the dental office and, and you want to focus on 35 to 45 year old moms who, you know, take the train to work or whatever and they have an interest in gardening. You can you can focus specifically on them, target an ad specifically to them and you know with 100% accuracy that you are reaching your uh, exact potential patient that's gonna have the highest um, potential to return to the office and be a conversion, and then you get all those fun numbers to back up all your efforts as well.
2: So, if we were gonna leave you with the just a couple takeaways to remember, I would say um, when it comes to measuring ROI and kind of proving your worth, that tracking, tracking, tracking any piece of data that you can is the most valuable. I use a dashboard report. You guys can use whatever it is that you think makes sense. We'll, um, in the show notes, put a dashboard report sample um, on the show notes so you can grab it. And um, feel free to shoot us an email because we will gladly answer any questions you've got about how to use it. Um, And I would also recommend, even if it's just as an experiment, to track your time based on the tasks that you're doing so that you understand how your time's being spent.
1: Yeah, definitely. And uh, we'll actually put a link to one of the – tracking services that that we use as well it's called harvest super easy to set up very user-friendly and uh, you can really gain a lot of insight you know even if you're just doing it for yourself just to see how you you know you spend your time during a week or a month or what have you
2: yeah i think it's very valuable when you're having to prove your case and then finally i would you know take a minute and look at your dashboard report and look at your goals moving forward and make sure that your goals and what you think you're measuring is actually in line with what the decision maker wants to achieve
1: yeah, definitely. And, and I would also say just don't be afraid to adjust things when you see that, you know, they're not trending in the right direction. That's one of the great things about having access to all of this data and, and being able to measure your return on investment is that if something isn't working right, you can fix it. That's right. All right. With that said, we want to thank you guys for listening and uh, we'll catch you next time.
2: Thanks a lot.